Welcome, welcome. This is Clint Culberson, and I am going to be shortly joined by my co-host Chase Gonzalez for another episode of the LLC Podcast. And today, I have on a guest that <laughs> it's a long time coming, dude. My man from Brisbane, Australia, Andrew Greenhow. How you doing, dude? Hey, what's happening? Welcome to the pod. Cheers for having me. <laughs> you and me have been friends for, oh, geez, I don't even know, maybe a year or something like that, would you Fucking, say? Yeah, man, like I'd say a bit over a year because, yeah, I remember I just went through this weird sort of psychedelic phase after you know my latest sort of breakthrough which broke me and um fucking putting the pieces back together man like that's when i met you and um yeah you were like the ear to my fucking crazy psychedelic stories um <laughs> you know <laughs> so you're you're the yeah you're, you're the one uh, on the receiving end of that so and yeah man i think we've been sort of uh, best buds ever since hey so it's been good oh yeah it's been really good yeah, well, you and me have corresponded with each other for a long time. We became, I think we became friends on an expanded consciousness, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a comment thread or whatever. Yeah, 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 I think I posted some crazy shit and then you responded and then we had like this big uh, discussion that was just mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and here we are. Just like so many in these, in our, in our, you know, in a lot of these, all over the internet, so many people connecting in such random ways, and then, and then all of a sudden you you all the, you look back and you're like, look, I have this like some of my best friends are the people I've met like this. It's crazy. It's amazing when you sort of look back at the threads that make the tapestry. You know, if you just keep going back and back and uh, seeing what moments led to this moment to that moment to now, it's um yeah, it's a trippy thing. I like it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, me too. I love it, man. I love it. It's good. It's crazy how uh, how fruitful these relationships have been. That at least that I've been experiencing, you know, via these these just these groups in general. You know, groups of like-minded people coming together. It's pretty amazing, man. It is. It really is. So, hmm. what time is it over there? It's right now on the Pacific Coast. It's like it's seven thirty. So right there, it's what noon, twelve thirty. Midday, man. Yeah. It's, uh, if, on if a it's, Monday. Yeah, it's a if, yeah, you forced me to have to sort of live a, like a rock star here and have a wake and bake um, session on a Monday morning. So, <laughs> yeah, for that. You do, you <laughs> do live like a rock star, bro. <laughs> oh, we're getting there, man. We're getting there. I think we'll all be rock <laughs> Oh, shoot, man. Yeah, so. Watch out. Watch out for Clint. <laughs> say that, wait, say that again. You cut out. Joe Rogan, watch out for Clint. Oh, right, right, right. We'll see about that. I don't think so. But nonetheless, it's, uh, you know, it's funny, man. I got to meet Joe Rogan and uh, I got to tell him, I'm, kind of, I'm like, yo, man, I'm a, I'm a, I went from a Mormon missionary to, to, to where I'm at now. And he laughed. He was like, yeah, that's crazy. And I was, I was telling him that, you know, in the short little time I got to meet him, just telling him kind of, man, you've made a huge impact on my life. Thank you so much. And, it was a really cool experience. It's kind of a, it's really, it really is cool to meet your heroes. And I I mean, not that I met him at a comedy club. It's not like him and I were, um, you know, buddies or anything, but um, it's cool to meet the people that you really look up to. You know, you and me, before we started this, we're talking about Terrence McKenna and you were, you were watching, uh, 
the um, transcendental object at the end of time. Yeah. That was done yep. by Peter Bergman, who is a member of Lords and Terrence McKenna Group, and he's uh, also the guy in charge of uh, of um, uh, We the Happy Plants. Anyway, that's a m- electronic music, but uh, we, we were talking about Terrence McKenna before, and can you imagine having met him? That would have been really amazing, you know, for a guy who's had so much influence over you know on us. Man, some of the conversations that I'd love to have with that guy. <laughs> I know, right? Just, it's, it's, there's, there's a special kind of a connection, I think, um, I suppose, between two people who have had that, um, you know, ridiculous, just un, indescribable experience, you know, um, through psychedelics. So there's a sort of special thing there where I think, for me personally, I'd have, you know, trouble actually explaining where I've been to... Uh, someone who hasn't been there before, but with someone who's been there, it's almost like, like I think I mentioned something similar to this to you before, but it's like bring, you're both bringing back half the piece, you know, half the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, of a complete jigsaw puzzle, and talking with each other, you can uh, connect your pieces up, you know, and uh, sort of bring back that full picture of what you experienced in that sort of realm, uh, which can be a real sort of psychedelic thing in itself. Like I think even we're talking about this. You know, just over the phone. I think our first Skype call just uh, what the other week, yeah. um, and that was a, just a, a sort of tumbling down the rabbit hole experience for me. Um, you know, just having that <laughs> yeah. other person on the receiving end. Um, you know, of of this craziness, like who can give you know equal back, and you create this sort of uh, rec- like you know more true recollection of where you've been and what it was. Um, and that can be a yeah pretty trippy thing. <laughs> I think I think you create. This is why other people are so important to have in your life, like-minded people, because you create a feedback loop between you two. I always liken it to, um, I don't know. Imagine imagine like two buildings that are kind of close together, and it's close enough where you can almost like, you know, jump from one side to the. You never see those guys with their legs who can kind of crawl up the walls in a sense. Where it's like yep. you, you can have two people that if you can get close enough to each other and you can get, you know, you can get those like-minded souls going that you can kind of like re- elevate the energy together, you know, exactly. your, your feedback the to my life. feedback, to my feedback, to my, you know, it goes in this loop where it actually just continually escalates. It's like you it's add a little, then I add a little, then you add a little, and then all of a sudden you end up with this, like a, the great pyramid, yeah. <laughs> you know, of but an it's, idea. It's Know, multiplicative it's um yeah <laughs> it's just snowballs from there but no it's great um i think yeah that probably the, what, what were we talking about i think my phone sort of cut out through our last conversation but i was sort of getting into i suppose the fractal nature of reality and you know how it mm-hmm. affects our sort of conscious living or our conscious reality as we sort of see it in everyday life um and if you can sort of look deeper into that uh into i suppose the above and below um, how there are very similar worlds in very different realms connected to the same, I suppose, source. Uh, and when you see, you know, what makes <laughs> what makes up all of that, it's uh, yeah, I, I don't really know how else to describe. It's just mind blowing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's funny you 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 were bringing up the idea of you know, or not the idea, but just the the, the fact that you and me. Our bond was was through psychedelics, even though we've never tripped together or anything like that. But it was through the 
I don't know, the describing of that experience. And when, like you said, so much of this psychedelic experience is just ineffable. Like you can't even describe it. It's, there's no, there's no words like any, anything that we like the best descriptions still fall really, really short to what you really experience, you know, even what you're describing right now, like on a fractal level, like, what are you talking about, dude? There was a time in my life I wouldn't understand what the hell you're talking about. And, and you know how this got started was we were talking about how, um, man, sometimes like this world, especially in the psychedelic world, you, this reality seems very pixelated, almost digitized. And what is that? Everything like everything else. And I was even just thinking about, yeah, I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, if you go, you know, even in particle physics, the sort of more you get into a microscopic view of things, the more crazy it becomes. And the more you go into a macroscopic view of things, um, it, you know, in a, the same effect, the more crazy it becomes. Like, the more our, our sort of current knowledge of um, quantum physics doesn't even begin to, it just breaks down, you know. Right. The bigger you go, it breaks down. The smaller you go, it breaks down. And, you know, this is the small making the big. So there's your fractal right there. I mean, even I was just thinking the other day, freaking everything just relates to each other. It's like night and day. You go to sleep, you wake up, you're reborn, you die, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, yeah, yeah and I mean, there are a million examples like that. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's just a question of life, really. Um, yeah, and, and you know, you, I was describing this. I can't even remember who I was talking to, but it's like if you take an eyedropper and you take put one drop of, of water from a pond, pond, you put it on a Petri yep. dish or, or, I mean, like a little sl- like glass, you know, slide thing, put it under a microscope, and literally it's, it's a world uh, in, in of itself, you know? And if the microscope's good enough, you can even go into other worlds of exactly. each each part of the pond, like the pond water, and and then yep. you go all the way, like you said, and you go you go from the micro to the macro, and what? How did you say it? The fractals make up the the micro makes up the macro. That's so true. Well, a fractal a fractal is the sum of itself, um, you know, <clears throat> which is sort of an infinite thing. It can go on and on and on. Um, it's yeah it's sort of just hard to really put into words but you have to well i think i suppose what psychedelics do well we're in i suppose in everyday normal life you're you're in tunnel vision you know you're in one i suppose uh, two dimension you know three-dimensional plane um taking psychedelics adds god uh you know all the rest of the dimensions there could possibly be, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're sort of finally seeing things, uh, as a whole rather than like you lose your tunnel vision and, and that's sort of what it is. And that's at the point where, and Terrence McKenna just sort of gets obsessed about this idea as well. A lot is time. Um, I think time is what makes this current reality we're living accessible, um, you know, to the human psyche. Uh, or, you know, well, it just makes this experience what it is, you know. If you completely remove time altogether or condense it to such a point where it's meaningless, then that's what, psych- that's what the psychedelic breakthrough is. That's uh, where you're essentially everything at once. Um, so, yeah. It's interesting to think of, man. <laughs> interesting to think of. Yes, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Mind blowing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And and that's why it's scary, you know. That's one of the reasons why it gets real scary sometimes is because like you said, when the tunnel when you when you go into a psychedelic journey, 
in the tunnel that you didn't even, I mean, at first you don't even realize you're in a tunnel. Then you do a trip and the, the tunnel like shatters in front of you. And all of a sudden, like you can see such expansiveness that you've never seen before. You feel different planes, if you will, different realms all together. And you, and you have sensors within you that you didn't even know existed. Like, yes. what am and I feeling? What is hard... this thing? It's not my touch. It's not my smell. It's not my hearing. It's not my visuals. Aliens. It's not. And you're just like, Completely what the aliens. hell is the sense that I'm feeling? It's, it's, and this is why it's so hard to bring that back into this realm or bring anything apart from pieces right. is be, or a general sort of idea is, um, you know, because of that very reason that it's just, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, um, it's just it's just you only have six senses, you know. You only have six senses. So what about the other fucking ten billion senses that you attain in that psychedelic realm? What what happens to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can only uh, act as a filter, you know, to I suppose the truth as it is. So um, you know, yeah. you, you... and I mean that, that's why it is so terrifying. This is what if someone asks me, oh, what 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 is ego death? Or you know, is and people, you know, often get scared. They actually really think they're dying. Um, well, then I sort of respond to, well, what's death? You know, um, explain death to me. It, well, in this case, it pretty much is you're dying. Um, and that's why it is so terrifying. You're dying because you identify as you. And what psychedelics does is completely melt the entire conception of you uh, or what you define as yourself. And then you're just left with everything else, which is... You know, it's a tough uh, membrane to break through. Once you're there, you, you're just there, and it's fucking just perfect and you know inexplicable. But then, you know, uh, the, the sort of, and that's the peak. But there's always this sort of fear uh, or background fear which permeates back and um, pretty much makes you, you know, come back to reality, as it were. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, and and this is you know why. Buddhist monks, for instance, um, have to live a life of ultimate sacrifice. They have to have no attachments to this, uh, I suppose, life um, in order to uh, or transcend uh, to that sort of uh, extra level and stay there, you know, which is very hard to do in psychedelic. Like, psychedelics is, I suppose, a way of condensing or short taking a shortcut, you know, as opposed to taking five or so years of uh, meditation and sacrifice, it completely gets rid of that and allows you to, you know, take substance and bam, you're there in, you know, four hours. Um, And in eliminating that, I mean, you're eliminating preparation, I suppose, for actually accepting that uh, realm. Um, And, you know, so like you, you sort of always just come back to the attachments you have in this reality of your past life, you know, so... It's yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> scary to say the least, but um, also probably the most amazing, you know, tear-inducing thing I've ever witnessed as well. So, two sides of the same coin, as they say, heaven and hell. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I always feel that that this were this existence is everything and nothing all at once. You know what I mean? It's like it, there is this duality, this this. Um, contrast i guess you'd call it of i am all i'm i'm all powerful and i'm absolutely the i'm the speck of dust on the speck of dust on the speck of dust of nothingness and or what i experience so often and i'm and i know you have too it's just i'm a drop in the ocean 
you know, when that drop goes into the ocean, where does that drop, you know, start and begin, you know, begin to end? Yeah, I see. You know, does that drop even exist anymore? You know, and and that's what you feel. You literally feel like a drop being dropped into the ocean, and then that's your identity. Well, and, you know, the drop. The, that's why the drop should uh, try not to define itself as the drop, and instead try and define itself as the ocean. You know. I know, I know, and and I, I'm wondering because children are born with a strong ego. You know, they are. They, I believe they are born with a very in, in innate sense of I am. It's, yep, yep. You know, that's why a lot of children, in a way, are a little selfish. You know, they 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 are selfish. You know, it is me. It's mine. It's this, and it's it's almost like in a way that this life is set up to to master the ego and then to literally let go, let go of it, and, and to to eventually realize you are the ocean, not the drop, like you said. Yes, it is a learning curve. I think, and this is um, it's sort of funny when you think that. The concept of DNA was um, discovered by man while, uh, you know, in the throes of an acid journey, you know. Um, mm. DNA was discovered on LSD. DNA, uh, as you know, is the... Um, Can you, would you, wouldn't you have loved to see that trip? <laughs> I wish we could have recorded that. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I've, I've, I've had that trip, man. I've, I've been there. It's insane. It's... It's, it's when you sort of focus on that sort of um, what, what makes life, what creates life, that blueprint of life, that collection of organic chemistry, you know, of, of particles that has formed together to create this instruction, which is essentially the memories of the ultimate spirit. You know, it's it's the memories of everything. Um, and that's what yeah. DNA is. It's, uh, I suppose, the ever-changing, ever-evolving, ever-improving um uh, reflection of the universe in uh, what you call life, you know. Yeah. And uh, that it's it's yeah, it's it's very humbling to think. And this is why I suppose kids are born with an ego. It's a survival mechanism, something that's taught to them through their inherent DNA. Um, you know, which goes back to the freaking cavemen. You know, basically <laughs> fighting off dinosaurs. You know, it's a yeah, it goes back to the beginning um, of everything. Uh, so. I mean, if you trace it back far enough, so a lot of people sort of generally, I suppose, get caught up in when they think philosophically. Um, I, I, they get caught up in the, I suppose, recorded history, um, and that's you know what, only a couple of thousand years, maybe yeah, a thousand years five, at best. Six. Um, that, right. That's a you know speck in the grand scheme of things. That's <laughs> that's that's not even you know that's nothing. It's nothing. It's totally nothing. You're right, and that's why it's. It, I mean, that alone, just what he just said there, just to me says, how can how can we not how can we not afford to be open minded? You know, it's so crazy. There's something within that ego. There's an arrogance to, there's an arrogance to one. You know, to say I know all. Done. We can close the patent office. You know, we know it all. We're good. And that's what we've been yeah. doing for the last. That's what the, that's what the recorded history that we've seen. It's just a bunch of civilizations saying we have it best, and you have it wrong. We, you know, and we're gonna in fact kill you over it. And yep. um, it's, man, I'm so glad that the sacred plants are here to dissolve some of that for people in a real rapid way. I was thinking they, about they why. I was thinking about why they're here. Just you know, actually this morning, only this morning, I was thinking about why they're here. 
Um, and I sort of come to this conclusion that uh, they're safe, they're a naturally occurring, I suppose, white blood cell to, for Earth, a you know, lymphocyte of Earth set here to fight for the Earth using the ammunition of love. Um, that, that's what I think is the sort of key thing. That's what I think they are. That's what I think they're here for. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's if you look at our the receptors in our brain, just in neurochemistry, we've got receptors that are primed for even cannabis. You know, cannabinoids. Um, they're primed to receive that. No one knows why. They they exist solely to receive this, um, and it's just this perfect key that fits this perfect lock <laughs> what psychedelics are um, and I mean I don't know what came first the lock or the key um, <laughs> right. but you know I think that, and, the, and when you really think on that um, if you know the lock and the key coming together at the same time or evolving at the same time or at parallel to each other um, that's when you start to get into this fractal thing that I was talking about you know um, that, that's where you get Andrew uh, meaning, talking to you um, is like that. dropping five grams of mushrooms my friend Jeez. Hey, real yeah, quick, guess what? Andrew, guess what? We are here joined in the flesh by Chase Gonzo Gonzalez. Andrew! Captain <laughs> brother! Fucking Andrew, man. What's up, dude? First time, uh, man, we've, this has been a long time coming as well. It's, you know, we haven't actually had a face, so well, face-to-face voice-to-voice chat man it's uh this is yeah exciting times very exciting man sorry i'm running a little late here i had some family stuff to do but i wasn't gonna miss this man no <laughs> oh good everybody man. wants some andrew greenhow in their life oh yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know about that um yeah, <laughs> talk to every woman you've ever dated just kidding uh, yeah. where were we <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, by the way, to all the moms out there, as Chase was doing the same for his. Yep. So it's totally cool if he's late. Got to get that mom time in, man. Seriously. Yeah, man. I had an epic convo with my mom today. It was really cool. It was really cool. So I'm I'm feeling all, you know, full of love for mom. How about you, Andrew? You have a good Mother's Day with mom or what? Yeah, man. Just had a, yeah, little Mother's Day thing where, you know, took the kids to see the uh, animatronic dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah <laughs> nice. it's good, good fun. That sounds one fucking of them awesome. One was controlled and the other one was terrified, so it was a good balance of things. Oh, <laughs> I might feel the same way, to be honest with you. Anim- <laughs> animatronic dinosaurs. Well, hey. Where do we go from here? Yeah, right. We just went from fractals to to anim- animatronic yeah, dinosaurs. I, I, I don't know what I walked into when I first walked into it. It was fucking awesome, Andrew. You seriously, your mind. I, I want to like go in there and like want to pick it apart, man. I know you're a smart motherfucker, dude. I know. Well, you're trying to get in. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll switch. You can get in mine for a little while and get in yours. Yeah, that's good stuff. Ooh, yeah, we, to, this feels sexual now, guys. I'm feeling a little awkward. <laughs> well, you brought it there. <laughs> I like this chemistry, man. It's very organic. <laughs> right, right. Dude, it's just the bromance, okay? We all have bromances. Bromance. Well, part of Chase and I's bromance is, is that we've actually, you know, him and I really have gone on the psychedelic journey together. You know, I was telling him yesterday, we were driving home from... Uh, the mountains and i'm like dude i just if i if i go in on a bigger trip i it's like i 
I need ch- I need my chase with me, dude. He's like the he's my uh he's my he's my Samwise Gamgee and I'm his too, you know. It's like <laughs> we're we're each other we're right there for each other, you know. It's like, "Okay, man, ready? Ride through this tough part." And um it's it's been really fun, man. I think it's I think it's uh it's been a real blessing to have a fellow journeyer and a friend, you know, who beyond journeying together, we we were friends on a different level too. And so it's um it's crazy what that bond I don't know, like it's crazy how how deep a bond can go when you go into that you know, sometimes traumatic world. It's uh I think even Chase said, yeah, once you trip together you're bros for life. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so it's definitely true. You never forget a pro- a good trip that you have with someone. You never forget that person. That's for sure. They become an intricate part of your existence because um, there's sort of a melding I think that goes on when you know you're tripping together um, and it's almost like you're psychokinetically finishing each other's sentences at you know really deep level <laughs> and yeah. it's um, I mean where, as the ego breaks down um, it's, it's sort of a meld there that happens which is uh, pretty intense this is why I prefer to personally I generally prefer to trip alone but that's only because I've, um, I, I don't have uh, the kind of people I could trip with, you know, they'd be in it mm-hmm. for different reasons. So, man, that's why I'm looking forward to tripping with you guys. I think we could uh, definitely make something special. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you don't want to trip with just anybody. I mean, we're real sensitive to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scares me. It scares me to trip yeah, with the wrong person. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, I think that's why, I think this is why, I believe so many people who've tried marijuana. I tried marijuana when I was 19 years old or something like that, right? Or yeah, I did uh I did a gram of mushrooms and I hated it, man, you know. But, you know, when did you do it? When you were in high school or something like that. And I I can Oh yeah, can you imagine doing like a, a lot of mushrooms at a at a party, back, you know, in college? Oh, jeez, dude, that would be I traumatic did. to me. I think that would scare the hell out of me. I would probably hate that. I, I, yeah, I've, I've had a trip like that, and it sort of changed my life in, in a way. It sort of made me be far more selective about, I suppose, who I share um, you know, my time with. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely changed my perspective on things, you know. Uh, it made me sort of realize what's important uh, in a lot of respect, but also kick my ass. I think if you don't respect the, you know, the key to the lock, uh, to the door, you know, I think mm. you're, um, <laughs> it's going to kick your ass, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. That's, a, that's a good point right there. I couldn't agree more with that. We respect this thing for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But... Go ahead. Yeah. But I will say, Andrew, you're going to have to kick that habit of tripping alone one day when we all get together because we're, we're tripping hard, man. <laughs> I'm rolling up with the magic school bus, opening the door and saying, let's go, homie. <laughs> yes, buddy. I'm uh, definitely fucking ready for that, man. Um, yeah, it's it's who you trip with is, is the most important thing. I think especially uh, tripping with you guys would be a trip in itself, you know? <laughs> Just yeah, even man. hanging around smoking. Just having a smoke, I think, would be a trip in itself with you guys. Oh, you're right. That'd be really psychedelic. Just meeting for the first time and just talking in person. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, you brought up something earlier that I thought was interesting. You, you know, you called it a tapestry. So, 
McKenna had a, had a thought about this where, you know, even your own individual, like the Chase Gonzalez psychedelic journeys, right? He goes into that realm and he has experiences, right? And every trip is different. I mean, even Chase and I tripping right next to each other, there's some stuff that we experience similarly, but a lot of it is very unique, man. It's very... Yeah. I mean, we're standing right next. It's like the. It's it's like um, it's like uh, not, what is it called? Jump Street, where uh, the when oh, when Jump Street. whenever when they're tripping the two different ones. Yeah. And he's in hell and the oh, other and is, uh, is the bliss. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm having a bad trip. He's like, no, leave me alone. I'm I'm having a good trip. And then you swap with each other. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's kind of that, that is man. nice. If if you're both fucking in hell together, it's <laughs> dude. Yeah. Chase and I have experienced it too. Yeah, that's rough. It can go bad quick. So uh, it's nice when you have um, it's nice when you have like that give and take. Like, okay, you're you know, I tripped recently with my girlfriend Brooke, and it was cool to see how when I when all of a sudden like one of those harder energies kind of hits you and kind of like oh shit hold on i'm not feeling very good you know let me let me get my bearing straight here and then she would ride kind of the high wave and then and vice versa when she would kind of hit when it would hit her a little bit and then the dark way it's like i was riding high so i could be there for her it was kind of cool man it was actually really interesting how we kind of synergistically energetically worked that way and me and yep. chase and i have been that way too it's, it's really interesting so Oh, but what I was going to say is that part of that tapestry, each individual has their own like psychedelic tapestry, but we're, we're all also, there's kind of a, there is a collective, there's a collective psychedelic tapestry too. You know, all of us are going into the psychedelic realm and would you guys admit like, haven't your, hasn't your journey evolved? Like, are your trips the same as they were when you first started or aren't they, aren't they, do you feel like a real difference? Real difference. Yeah, me too. What about you? I think, I think um, yes, it started, it's a constantly evolving thing, but it started for me, like, you know, I used to quite enjoy it just to chill out, um, like having a smoke, you know, just having a party or whatever. Right. Um, and, and it just used to enhance current feelings. But they got, they, it was just some random, I, I had a pen strip. Um, because I thought, I thought it was weak, but I, I, it turned out it wasn't. Um, and you know, so it, that was it, sort of this instant breakthrough sort of moment that I had, um, which, you know, broke my entire reality, my entire world, you know, um, and c coming back from that, after that, every trip is, I'm very sense. I'm a lot more sensitive to tripping now since that, uh, that event, Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, it's a lot easier for me to reach that stage again. I mean, once once I've been there, mm -hmm. um, it's it's just treading that same uh, beaten path. But it, that being said, I mean, you can never take everything back uh, to this reality, I suppose. Um, but and, and so every time you do, you know, go into that ego loss breakthrough sort of thing, you're always going to bring something different back or something else back. You know, oh, yeah. I, I think each time you go sli slightly deeper. You can push mm -hmm. yourself just that little bit more, you know? Yeah, I, and I've, I've been through that same experience as you did, Andrew, where it's like I had that one prolific event, like that one trip that kind of changes your whole life. And then yep. you, and then every trip after that, it's like you see things. It's like once you've been seeing things, you can't unsee that. So you carry that back every time. Mm -hmm. But it's all... You can't unsee it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's kind of like you're saying where you... 
you have that trip where you go, holy shit, this is this is to be respected, right? And yeah. and the trip that you have where you go, you know, when you like first start doing mushrooms and like McKenna says, they invite you, you come into the to the the mushroom world for the first couple trips, and it's welcome to the mushroom world. There's a balloons and a carnivals and clowns, and everyone's here treating you <laughs> nice, and it's such a joyful trip. And then it and then your third or fourth trip is when they decide to show you kind of you know the the other side oh, yeah. oh let me show you yeah. this side and <laughs> yep. then you go fuck mushrooms are not for everyone <laughs> the, a- the first oh, yeah. the, i mean i remember when i first started doing it, i was trying to like get you know anyone to, you gotta try these they're amazing they've changed my life and now i'm like whoa f- shit i should not have recommended that to that guy <laughs> because because you have that trip where it feels like somebody grabs your brain and like it's molding it <laughs> it's like putty or clay and you're like whoa get out the rubik's cube yeah exactly <laughs> oh yeah it's it's uh it's it's quite a I, I think there is an evolution to these trips and even within ourselves but i think there's an evolution i believe there might be an evolution to the psychedelic realm on a on a collective level mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i think i think that that's not a out of the realm of possibility because in many ways there are as more and more people discover the sacred plants and the sacred chemicals that get us to these places there's going to be more just more travel logs you know like you know more tapestries being made and that means something. Eventually, we're going to get enough uh, jigsaw pieces to make yeah. a pretty cool puzzle, you know? There you go. <laughs> right. We all come back with these little puzzle piece. pieces. Yep. Oh, yeah. So true. So, um, what? I know that it seems like when what you've, what you've explained to me in the past, like most of your trips been through LSD or, or mushrooms or what? what has been your... You know, tool LSD of tool is, of choice. LSD has been my tool of choice, yeah. Because I mean, just just by pure luck, or I suppose premonition, or what what have you, um, it came into my life when I was, you know, quite deeply involved in sort of I suppose the drug world in general. Um, I I got a sheet of about I think it was about two or three hundred, and. Um, Oh, I, I had, uh, I remember, uh, and I, I was, <laughs> balling, you know, dude. I, I, paid, <laughs> I paid, I didn't, I didn't pay too much for them. I was, you know, cause I tried a couple beforehand of the same strip before I bought that many and it was quite weak to me, you know, I, I, it felt quite weak. So, you know, I, I got a pretty good deal, but coming back and this is actually out of the same sort of, you know, sheet that I had, um, I had that breakthrough from, uh, because I completely misunderstood, I just underestimated I assumed it was as weak as those tabs I had before, but I think maybe one one of the sheets or part of the sheet was dipped in longer or something. I, I have no idea, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, it, the two sides of the same sheet were not the same <laughs> fucking thing at all. Wow. That's for sure. So it sent you, it <laughs> sent you in a rocket launcher, huh? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, uh, I think all psychedelics sort of they lead you to the same mountain peak, but. Each uh, different psychedelic is a different path to that peak, you know. Um, I, th- I think each lead up is going to be slightly different depending on what you have. Yeah, Chase, Chase, Chase really likes LSD. I th- that, wouldn't you say you yeah. prefer it to, no, to my, mushrooms? That's my choice psychedelic if I had one. Right, sure. and you too, right, Andrew? Uh oh, uh oh, we lost our boy. 
Hold on, we're gonna call him back. No, no, Andrew, no, Andrew. Listen, people, we're talking to a guy who lives in fucking Australia. We live in North America. That is literally halfway across the globe. The fact that we can even get him on this thing is like a freaking masterful yeah. <laughs> technology. From, from, from what I hear, the internet down under is not the greatest. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that funny? Oh, he got cut out. Okay, no worries. We're going to get him back on. So, Chase, man, you know my favorite. My favorite would definitely be, be mushrooms, I would say. That's, yeah. I feel the best with that. Hey, dude. <laughs> I got cut out there for a sec. Listen, we were just saying to the peeps that, you know, we're talking to a guy that's literally halfway across the, the entire planet. And the fact that we can even talk like this over the computer and neither any three of us here have any clue as to how that even happens. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about all, we're talking about all these high level, you know, psychedelic world stuff. And we're talking on these phones and we don't know the first fucking thing. How, like how these things work. I don't get it, but yeah. we are. And so hell, if we get a little complications and little technical difficulties, it's all good, man. All right. All good. From from what I hear, uh, Andrew, the internet's not the greatest down under. No, nah, man, it's um, yeah, we're we're sort of in Stone Age, in terms of internet. But oh, I'm on the phone at the moment. Like I'm not talking through the computer. So I'm just on my mobile. But no, I know we are though. But, yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how Skype works. Do you know like through through a phone? Is it still? Oh, it's yeah, going through it's, your data, not your phone. Yeah, though. it's like a Wi-Fi thing. It's a Wi-Fi thing. It's not a, it's not a cellular thing yeah yeah right 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 fucking cool accent man Aussies <laughs> are the coolest man. <laughs> they are <laughs> you do t you know what tell us about Australia seems so cool it's really on my my bucket list of places to go and you have in general I really do feel like you have a real a real awesome culture but in terms of in terms of I don't know. Like, what, what? Give me like the pulse on your country. Like, how do you see it? Like, wh what are you lacking compared to other parts of the world that you can see? And where are you ahead? According to you, what would you say? I think you can't really um, say that we're not a really lucky country. You know, every everyone's got a fair share. Like, you're not you're not going to see a homeless person on the street in Australia. It just doesn't exist. You know, um, people are sort of well taken care of here, yeah. but. Uh, on, the, on the same token, like I think we're people here are very conservative um, in in a way. Like, I mean, there's a conservative government in power right now. I'm hoping that's going to shift or is shifting sooner. If that's not just a reflection of the people I hang out with, but um, yeah, man, it's it's. I, I think we're reliant a lot on burning our resources that we have rather than creating um, something sort of you know greater for the future, safeguarding that future. But at the moment, we're just burning minerals in the ground, you know? Um, I, I suppose that's our shortfall, but the Australian people, like, you know, people here are, are pretty cool, like, they're very easygoing. There's no, you know, there's, no, there's not really any religious dogma or anything like that here. No one really... At the same time, that's frustrating, you know? You've got, <laughs> on one hand, you know, being sort of taking it easy is, like, a really cool thing, but on the other hand, nothing gets done you know <laughs> um, that, that's, that's what i feel like um yeah we're, we're like here i think i would fit in really well there 
Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> nature is cool here, man. I can't argue that nature is just fucking amazing here. Um, I mean, you know, you got rainforests meeting the coral reef. It's it's a cool thing. Yeah, nature really is cool. It's it's like for those who don't know, um, Andrew lives on a, a two acre plot, something like that, five, and it's right. Five, five, yeah. Oh, five acres. Wow. He's got koala bears on his property. That's fucking cool, man. A <laughs> jungle. He lives in a jungle. I, like, Can, well, to call it a kangaroo eating my spinach. Just <laughs> oh, are you serious? They hop into your yard? It, it hopped over the fence, and um, I just saw it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kangaroos and koalas. Dude, come on. And they're eating my, you know, out of my veggie garden, you know? And um, yeah, it saw me got a bit freaked out and just couldn't figure it. It just ran the length of the yard up and down um, until it figured out, you know, it could just hop back over. It was, it was a pretty fucking weird thing. It was a surreal experience. That's interesting. So you uh, you have a lot of history in in growing, growing marijuana, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, good and bad, yeah. Good and um, bad, right? <laughs> I got caught growing. <laughs> Good, but I got you know I got to growing. When did you um, like? How old were you when you started? Uh, it would have been about. Well, but I, I've grown you know here and there since I was about twenty twenty two maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I only started growing very seriously. Um, you know, a few years ago. Um, four years ago maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got in. I sort of. Um, just got a good deal. Some seeds came to me through, um, what is it, Attitude Seed Bank in the UK. Because it's sort of real. It's actually legal there to sell seeds. Right. Um, so you know, I got. The, uh, they actually you know managed to come through customs through a fake name to a different address. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I got them through, and man, yeah, uh, sort of. I, one of my first serious grows was this pure sativa strain, which uh, has actually the longest veg vegetation stage of any um, cannabis variety. Um, wow. You know, uh, it's it took more than half a year just to, you know really? just to get something. Did you know yeah, that at I the time, or did good. you find that out later? Um, I I knew I didn't really have. I, I sort of found that out later that it was that long. <laughs> I knew it was going to be long, but you know, it's not that <laughs> fucking long. But it was worth it. You know, it was a really really interesting strain um, that people people are generally used to these indica. Uh, majority indica plants because they're smaller, more sort of bunched, bunched up, easier to hide, uh, much faster turn, turnover period. You know, like a much shorter sort of flowering vegetation stages. Um, and you know, that, that's uh, sort of that's what all the medicinal weed, I suppose, is as well because um, you know that's the sort of strain that puts you to sleep. But so you don't really see these pure sativas. Um, so generally, when people think of smoking weed, they think, oh, just chilling out on the couch and just getting baked, and you know, you're out of it. But Sativas, are sort of the complete opposite of that. They're sort of a lot more hyperactive and you know energetic uh, and creative. But yeah, and uh, yeah, I think a lot stronger. There's no ceiling to a sativa because you're not going to fall asleep. Right, Chase, you don't like sativas, right? No, I'm a indica man myself. <laughs> Dude, uh, I recommend combining a sativa if you can get some kind of anxiolytic, like a fucking Valium or something, and combine the two. Um, then you're not going to get that paranoia shit that comes with it, or, or that irritation, agitation, I suppose. Um, but you're going to get all the creative effects as well. I, I and hate, that, that, that's, that's interesting, man. 
I hate the paranoid. <laughs> like when you get par- really paranoid when you're big. <laughs> I hate that. But thanks for the tip on that one, Andrew. Because <laughs> I hate the paranoid part, man. You're looking out the window. The mailman's coming up. You're like, who is this motherfucker? <laughs> I I really hope someday that I'll be able to grow my own plants. You know, in a in a legal setting, and I've never, I've never, you know, I have a green thumb. I've gardened a lot before in the past, and God, it would be so awesome to grow my own my own plants. Um, what would you say? There's a difference between the plants that you actually grew and like the the in the consuming of those plants compared to you know stuff that you bought from other other people. Oh, definitely. And I think there's a, a big sort of symbolism as well that you've created this thing and nurtured this thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sort of almost like it takes care of you back. You know, it, it sounds a bit weird to say that, but that's, I get a strong, good vibe um, in that sense. But, it, you know, on a more, I suppose, um, uh, you know, on a more base level, like it, you, it, when you're taking care of them yourself, you're going to put the extra time in curing them. Um, a lot of people just want a quick turnaround, so they harvest and dry them and sell them. Um, no, this actually, if you're doing it yourself, you're gonna, you know, make sure you get the best. So you're gonna cure them. You're gonna go through that whole period. You're not gonna put, um, you know, harmful PGR hormo- uh, hormones in there. It's basically a hormone which kicks it into fruiting, uh, into veg stage whenever you want it to, um, rather than going through the gradual, you know, uh, lowering of the light period stage. Um, yeah, so you're not getting those sort of dodgy chemicals either. You're putting in, you know, only what you're happy to ingest. So yeah, it's it's good. I think they take care of you if um if you grow them yourself. That's for sure. Yeah, that's fascinating. My uh, Mike Kirkwood talked to me about the idea of um, um I don't know the exact word for it, but he would he would talk to his plants from a seed level and there's studies that have proven this. And Mike says he's, you know, done his own experiment and his plants have grown way better that from even when a, from a seed, he, he gives them, exactly. like, you talk to them and give them love and positive reinforcement and, you know, Hey girls, how you doing? And hey, baby, you know, I love you. You, you seeds are doing so good. And I mean, it seems ridiculous, right? I mean, as shoot. Terrence McKenna said, I mean, he said that, that animals were created by plants to move seed around. Um, <laughs> so we already have that innate connection with uh, the plant world uh, that we've come from or sprouted from. You know, um, there's already that connection there. If you, like I was saying before, remove the aspect of time and everything becomes part, you know, part of that same tapestry, like plants are there too. So I think if you put your energy into... Um, that plant that you're particularly going to use that plant to access that higher dimension of yourself, then it's definitely going to help you out for sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's all you after all, you know? Yeah. It's fascinating. Seriously. That is crazy. That's, there's so many, there's so many like different, different, um, practices that because of our unhealthy culture, we just haven't been able to accept. And you know what I mean? Like just that idea of giving love and care to a plant and talking to it and giving it, you know, positive energy and it can feel your love. And, you know, there's studies about, you know, talking to your baby when it's when it's in the womb and playing nice music and, you know, keeping it in calm environments. And that really actually changes them. You know, it it changes how they form. 
It does. It's sort of like almost it's sort of on that same um, philosophy as manifesting your own reality, which is what you're doing by putting your energy or loving energy into this thing you want to grow, um, you know, up to be happy and healthy. So it's, it's sort of a bit of that as well, you know, um, reality manifestation. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, as much as you're nurturing the plant, you're nurturing yourself and nurturing the plant. So, yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a very good point. I, I, uh, we talked about, I talked about this on the last podcast with Jeff Jones, about the idea that um, you know when you're sometimes when you're really struggling with your with your ego and things like that and you're struggling with with feeling codependent on other people. Um, I was listening to this. I think it was Marianne Williamson. No, 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 it wasn't. It was um, it was Abraham Hicks. Anyway, um, she was saying that like the, really the way to to get out of those cycles of codependency are to show not to not to expect love from others but to go ahead and just show it and you'll get you'll realign with you'll realign with yourself like what really brings us joy is actually to give love not to receive love and it. it's kind of that same concept with the with the plants you know you're probably getting out of that you know showing love to those plants probably getting you know more out of it than even they are and who knows maybe and that's maybe why they yield better they have higher yields when, when it's time for harvest is because I don't know, maybe they want to give you love back. Who the hell knows? We don't know. We're learning a lot about plants and this and how that they're sentient, that there are mushrooms that literally know when you come into the room. I mean, come on, man, that's crazy. We have sent, they are sentient. I mean, they, you, they have to be, especially, I mean, they have to be, if they they have this power to connect so directly with our innermost self to open that door i mean you know that key as the same before it comes from the ground it comes from lysergic mold and you know um psilocybin mushrooms that's what and you know the right it's just that's what it comes from it comes from the ground it comes from the plants themselves they're giving us this um access to this realm you know so oh yeah nature it's amazing <laughs> Chase, <laughs> it's amazing. It's fucking amazing, man. You know, I, I had this. Do you think the? I was talking to my friend who I went fishing with this weekend, and I was telling him that you know, it, it seemed like a new concept to him, but I was like, really, truly, man, I believe that the Earth has a spirit. Like, I really believe it. I felt it. I mean, I've really felt. It. I mean, now I feel like it's. I have a really strong conviction about it. But there's something about this planet that is very much alive, very much alive. Like there is some sort of soul and entity in my opinion of the earth. And there's some sort of like vibrational energy that comes from nature that even the most plugged in guy who goes out into the woods for a weekend comes back yep. on that Monday feeling, you know, if you interviewed a hundred people who went out into nature and then came back Sunday night and you interviewed them, I guarantee you they would all say like, yeah, I do feel less stress. I do feel better, like something's up with my body, right? Like I actually do feel, um, I don't know, calmer, more peaceful, whatever. So there must be some, there must be, uh-oh, we lost Andrew. No. No. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. Our Skype is, you know, Andrew's probably fucking around with his phone and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, mates. 
and just, my friends. And just chasing around birdies. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, dude. That's okay, man. That's my fault. That's all good. But um, yeah, I think uh, um, I think uh, shit. What were we talking about? Say it again. Um, and I think we're on that. Um, but I, I completely agree with you, man. Like, uh, it's and this is a good segue into uh, that message you sent me before about um, I suppose that that equation that is of the, you know discussing of uh, trying to figure out the probability of life elsewhere in the universe. Right. You know because there's right. So many sort of planet uh, potential Earth-like planets in our galaxy, even very close. Why are we not hearing anything from them? Um, and what one of those, I suppose, theories is that it's it's all us, um, or that reality isn't on the same model as we, uh, you know, sort of think it is. Um, mm. And there's something out. It's almost like um, wouldn't you know? I think it said that in the article. Like, would an ant or if you know the Spanish Spanish Columbo or whatever, if Columbo went and you know discovered fucking one America or whatever, um, would he you know stop to have a discussion with an ant along the way? Um, you know, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't even acknowledge that it's there, sort of thing, because that's how meaningless that ant is to you know what he's doing. So it could be on that sort of level as well, where we're having these higher entities that I suppose. <laughs> a soul above our level that you know they wouldn't really acknowledge us but in getting to what that means for that earth spirit i mean if if we're if it's all one if it's all one spirit i think one of the theories was that we're uh i suppose some kind of this is this is all programmed you know as i was saying out outside our current theoretical knowledge of you know physics or nature or you know that kind of thing but if it's programmed then that basically means this is it anyway. I mean, the program would have the limitations that it wouldn't really need to register, you know, life elsewhere. It would only be here, uh, which is what we can comprehend at the moment. So it might it might just be a case of you know comprehension, but and and that's what you're seeing as this Earth spirit, which is it's sort of hard to explain, but all we know at the moment, you know, it's um this one level sphere of consciousness yeah oh yeah i agree mother mother earth is going back to that just to simplify it for everyone is we are one we are one including the earth earth and us we are all connected we can't comprehend how to manifest that connection into a reality where we would all understand it but i mean going back to some of mine and clinch trips we've tripped together and we've kind of jumped into each other's consciousness we've you know we've toyed with that a little bit but it's there mm -hmm. and and mother earth or the, the planet earth it, it it connects to us when we go out into nature and we do, we have these weekends these camp outs and we're just out in there and to ourselves and it's like it we're receiving something we don't know what it is but we're definitely receiving something we, we can't we can't break down that message or that that transmission that we're receiving but we receive it in the way that we we come back home and we're like wow yeah. What happened? What was going on there? Beautiful. That's why it's so vital that as 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 a species that we reconnect to nature. You know, the urbanization yep. of this of the of the planet has has brought forth a huge disconnect that with nature, and that's why that's why, in my opinion, I believe that we're 
we are impartially willing to rape the earth even on a greater level because we've lost that connection. You know, there's, there isn't that sustainability, you know, what, why were the native Americans so good at sustainability? I mean, to me, that had more to do with a spiritual spirituality than it did a technolo technological reason. They were able to get onto the same frequency as the planet, the spirit of the earth that they lived on. I believe so. Mm -hmm. I believe so. I mean, they, they knew innately the, 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 the way the herds moved. You know what I mean? What is that? Yep. <laughs> Dude, whole another level, man. I, I can't even, like Andrew's saying, I can't even comprehend it. Yeah. They could comprehend it on a different in a, in a, on a different level that I will never be able to. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think you're going to always. Um, you're not going to find. I think you're most likely to find. I suppose profound truths, and this is why I love tripping in nature because I think you're always more likely to find pr profound truths in the collectiveness and the inner workings or the workings together of nature than you are, you know, contemplating space. Um, mm. I, I think you're going to find. At a more relatable level, um, in the sort of world around you, and how everything is just working together in this sort of ever, you know, I immortal, essentially ever evolving, uh, you know, cycle of life. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> that was awesome. I love your mind, man. You know, going back to that article, that was um, it was an article about the. It's called the Fermi paradox, and Jason Silver recently yeah, yeah. did a did a did one of his um, shots of all about that theory, and and you know, and, and basically, it's you know, where are there is there life out there? You know, are there aliens out there? My in my personal belief, I do. I believe for sure there are, and I believe that there are. are I I believe that there are more advanced species out there who are just older species you know who are on older planets who who've had more time to adapt and to be honest with you if they really are truly advanced like i like you said in terms of the uh what was it a cockroach or whatever you said the ant um yep. i don't i don't i don't know necessarily if it's just like a they don't they just view us as ants but i believe it's they i believe they they know what's going on here and I believe that I, I believe that they just have a no interference policy. You know, there's a there's something. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. No, I was just going to say that there's a no interference policy. That there's a universal. There's something within the universal laws that prohibits them from interacting with us right now, or whatever you want to call it. I don't really get it, obviously, but I believe that they're probably if if they're if there really are aliens and they are they obvious to get to our planet means they have a technology that is hello can you hear me man uh oh sorry man i think i cut out nope can you hear me dude yeah yeah sorry man sorry yep go ahead it's okay um i believe that they they would be more on radio silence but it doesn't mean that they're not there and that's kind of part of that fermi's paradox it's it's you know it goes more in depth than that but what a fascinating fascinating you know thing it's to you can almost you can almost just looking at science come up with the theories. That's what that why that article was so great. You can almost just you know by process of elimination, you know, f figure out what the possibilities are in terms of what is this existence. You know yeah. what I'm you know what I mean? Well, I know yeah. Like one wacky sort of theory that I've I've got 
on this. It's a bit out there though, but <laughs> um, it's sort of like I, I think if if right, if the universe is eternal, say, or the cycle of the universe is eternal, then therefore there must be some alien civilization um, that has evolved to such a point where it essentially can connect with the very quantum foam or fabric of existence, you know, can connect with, mm-hmm. essentially be God, let's say be God, say, say that. Um, and if that's the case, it must have, or it would have, uh, for the sake of the rest of the universe, assimilated, you know, every other civilization in the universe to itself, um, uh, you know, if it's reached that godhood level. So if you think about that, it's more like than not that we're part of that program of that alien civilization um, that has reached that level. So it would only be us and that. Um, and that could explain why we haven't seen any signals as yet around us because it could mean that we already are a part of that entity or that you know, alien civilization, and we don't know it. Maybe, you know, it's almost just like AI, a program um, of that. That's similar to simulation theory in a way, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, that, you know, I mean, who's to say we aren't just like a program on a computer right now? Oh, don't take me down that. (laughs) This is, I hate that. I hate hate that that My ego does not like that, 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 that reality. I don't mind it because it's it let, it lets you relax a little, you know. It lets you sort of absolve into the fact that there is this thing that's reached the highest possible level. Therefore, surely it knows what's best, you know, for us. That's a good point. If we are part of that program, you, I think yeah, it's sort of. I suppose it's another question of do you really have free will because yeah. you're essentially, um, you know, and just a, a collection of... Well, you're, you're basically a sum of your own experiences yeah. as it goes to DNA and blah, 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 whatever. It's, you're the sum of your neurochemistry, essentially. So right. but does that mean you have free will? That's sort of almost like a bit... seems like a program to me, you know? Um, I mean, even if you go <laughs> to a particular level, like uh, physics starts to break down and as... Clinton and I were talking about recently, it all becomes very, very pixelated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, I hate to quote Keanu Reeves, but I just don't like the idea that I'm not in control. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the ego hates it. Yeah, exactly. The ego so hates who's it. Who's to say you're not in control at a higher frequency that you, than you can comprehend yeah. right now? Yeah, you're right. Well, you know what I always come to? This is what's really been helping me through some of these ego death trip experiences that I that I've I've been having a lot of them lately, as Chase well knows. And um, you know what really helps me lately is just the idea of whatever is is whatever this is. I ain't doing anything to change it. So the the fear that I have about it, like the fear that I have that oh my god, maybe this is just simulation theory. And I'm just a fucking program on a computer. No, like if you just fall into acceptance of of what is, which I'm, which is what I think we all are trying to do, then it doesn't really matter what's on the other side of this. It doesn't matter what's after death. It doesn't really matter 
if the aliens are there or whatever like whatever the, if if some superior you know not superior but just more advanced civilization or species is hovering over us and high-tech you know spaceships and is knowing it's we're just some experiment for them then that's what it is and who cares i just fall into total acceptance of whatever the hell it is it is and there's some there's a lot of peace behind that man there's a lot of peace that comes that's why most sort of Eastern spiritualities or, you know, um, accounts of people that have broken through to the other side and come back to tell the tale. Andrew? Uh-oh. Did you hit something? I didn't hit yeah. anything. I really I want him to that. finish that thought. I'm, I'm, I'm Wait. getting progressive more back. <laughs> Wait. We, can't, we couldn't hear you, dude. You cut out. Hello? Are you can, there? Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, man. Okay, I, I so, was... so tell us, you were saying that in Eastern civil, even Eastern um, spirituality, that there's pe been people that have gone through, through to yeah. the other side and come back to tell the tale. Yeah, and whoa, even whoa, in those whoa. sort of spiritualities. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, we can hear you now. Go. <laughs> Don't be loud. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I, mean, I was just sort of saying, like, even in those sort of spiritualities, the general... Um, consent, like thing that they bring back from it, or the, the sort of message that they bring back is to let go, um, right. just to simply let go and ride the rapids, you know, whatever they, wherever they may take you, and just sort of, I suppose, trust a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all about letting go, I think, in the end, because I think the ultimate truth is is love anyway. I mean, that's what you can sort of get from you know these kind of trips, uh, and if you can just flow with that, I think it's a pretty, pretty cool place, you know, that can take you. So. I, I'm... I mean, that's an also cool resource, uh, having that in the back of your mind, if you're, if you get the fear, you know, when you're about to have that psychedelic breakthrough, before uh -huh. you get the fear, you can just have that in the back of your head, you know, just ride the rapids and let it flow and let it go, as, as the, as Elsa sings in Frozen. Right. Let it go. <laughs> Sing it, man. <laughs> I know, isn't that such a great song, the Let It Go song? <laughs> It's so true. I, if, I'm finding that throughout all my life is that letting go. I think that's really, in a way, what we're experiencing is just letting go, even letting go of ego, letting go of I am, letting go of the, you know, the drop like we were talking about before. And then when these bad, like these, these, these presumably dark trips happen, I think you can get through them quicker. You know, you can get through, yeah. you, you know, it doesn't have to be so painful. You maybe you just see it as see it for what it is like, okay, I'm going into this spiritual realm. The ego doesn't like it sometimes. And so it kind of wants to think we're dying here. But you know, you just can get through it. You you, you expect yep. it, you you see it. And then it's it. I, this is how I envision it. I haven't even gotten there yet. Because still, I freak the fuck out sometimes. And you know, it's scary. It's, it's it's really scary, but I know from my own self, it's they've been progressively getting better and better, and so that I can get into yep. that realm, if if you will, that realm of, of oneness. You feel it. It's it's amazing. But um, yeah. That, so, what is you you're you're reading a book right now, right? The I Ching, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Tell me, tell us about it. what's the it's, history behind um, that. It's it's a it's it's interesting. I just picked it up the other day, just randomly at a book sale. But and it seemed it seemed almost like it came to me, you know. Um, mm -hmm. 
like I was ready for it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's this ancient book. It's called, it's basically, it's commonly referred to as the Oracle. Like it's, no one really knows who created it entirely. Um, it, even 3,000 years ago, the current iteration of it is just translations from some other source, you know. Um, 3,000 years ago, this book was still ancient. So it's, it's got a pretty cool history if you sort yeah, of look into it. That's and great. even the translation we're getting, we're only getting um, the, the, you know, next filter through, I think, two Americans that traveled there and sort of uh, translated these texts in you know back in the late 1800s um 1890 or something around there wow. and brought it back to western civilization you know but and still the message remains though the message is so sort of powerful it still remains and um it's almost like you can just sort of flip to any page and start there and and you're going to get something that applies to uh your life well you know what life is and how, how to sort of go from there but it, it's essentially it's, it's called the book of changes so it sort of documents, um, you know, winter through summer, um, winter through spring sort of thing. It documents sort of every season of reality. Um, oh, wow. Fascinating. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, it's, it's basically sort of looks at the universe's uh, duality as, you know, light and dark, two sides of the same coin, blah, 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 this ever-swirling, ever-competing energy um, that sort of works together to create reality as we know it, you know? Um, pretty cool. It's fascinating. Yeah, but it's something I struggle with. Um, like in in trips, is I, I sort of go from, and this, I mean, this is what I struggle with trying to figure out coming back when I'm there. It all makes sense, you know, as you know, when you're there, you know. But coming back, you're like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> but you know, this is uh, <laughs> it, it, this sort of thing. You know, you try, try and figure out what is it? What is it? A oneness? Is it just this perfect oneness, or is it? a duality of creation and destruction, you know, or of life and death of opposites um, and that kind of thing, um, which sort of are propelling each other um, to actually just kind of create change, I suppose, to create uh, an acceptable reality um, to live in, I suppose. But um, I think that's what comes first. I think they're both sort of the same thing. I think it can be oneness and the duality, but I think the oneness is the ultimate and then after that becomes duality, after that becomes um, our current iteration of existence, of consciousness. Right. Amen. It's like levels. I, I've, I've thought of that. I've, I've, I've felt that before, too, in terms of uh, what is beyond duality, you know? What is beyond the yin and yang? And I believe it. I believe it. there is another level deeper than that. It gets real That's psychedelic. One. It's a psychedelic thought. Like, it's beyond just black, white, you know, light, dark. Which that's a real that's a reality of this world. I, I don't I don't know if I ever really understood it as well as I have in the last couple of years. But just understanding the nature of of the universe, there is duality. But it doesn't. And so for some reason, if you stay if you stay put there, there's some sort of meaninglessness to it all. Don't you think? When you just it's stay nothing. in duality, it just feels like nothing, right? Total neutrality. Acid plus but the equal base fun. equals neutral. Yeah. And so, at the same time, go ahead. there's a real nirvana that can be had in that as well. Oh yeah, it's awesome. But, it's very awesome. But that's why I, I that's why I really do believe it is something. It's this everything and nothing all at once. It is complete duality. It is complete neutrality. It is complete nothingness. But then you go beyond that, and in, in, that's why you like you were saying, it's oneness. Like Chase was saying too. You know, it's oneness. 
Love. Sometimes love. We are love. We love did. is at the very source of it all. Oneness is at the source of it. Sometimes think we're here to, oh, we're here to assist this sort of universal consciousness in finding itself, in finding meaning of itself. Right. Um, but yeah, it's sort of hard to bring much more back than that, you know, is because once you're there, everything makes perfect sense and um, you, you the, can't really add, add anything more to it, you know. Well, so to come full circle, like you were talking about fractals, how the, the micro makes up the macro. Well, don't we see like from on a human level that like a true purpose of our life is to actualize self, self-awareness, to be aware of self, to find yourself, to, you know, whatever that we were talking about. But it's really like an actual like self-actualization. And if if so, taking the laws of the universe on a fractal level from micro comes macro, doesn't isn't that the same thing? I mean, if we really if this is all just oneness, then isn't that what's happening on a universal level like the big fucking picture isn't even the universe finding itself through us through you know what i mean through all the micros all the drops of the ocean make up the ocean i mean but the ocean is trying to figure out exactly it's trying to actualize itself into its fullness if if you will doesn't it it makes it makes sense that that would be the case because on a micro level that's the case I mean, hell, we talk a lot about it. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, it's true, man. It seems like it's really true, you know, as as below, so or as above, so below. I mean, it's th- those that really we see these same type of things. We see like we see that a like when you take a picture of a of like a, a galaxy, it looks no different than like a. Like those, um, what do you call those? Those scans of your brain or whatever, like the little, you know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? A CAT scan or, yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Neurons um, very closely resemble uh, the same <laughs> yeah. patterning um, yeah. as uh, galaxies at that macro scope. Yeah, or like cities, grids of cities. They look like fucking computer chips. No, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Wait, wait, say that you cut out, dude. Say that again, say that again. It's almost like it's the imprint of reality, the imprint of God um, is is how I see that fractal sort of nature of things. Um, It's it's just one making, making one, you know, it's just... Ah, <laughs> hard to put into words, but you know, it's it's like it's just the same. Looking, you know, at a microscopic sort of atomic level, the forces interact in such a way as they do, you know, at a macro scale. Like it, it's, yeah, <laughs> I know. But um, we always got to be careful uh, on it's that one. Like this, this could only be, you know, one. Uh, it, this is the only sort of possible reality in a jumble of everything you know um this is what we're tuning into at the moment um which to me that must mean right that this is the ultimate consciousness as it is but we're always sort of trying to i suppose further it it's almost like it's i mean that's the transcendental object at the end of time as you know terence Mm -hmm. mckenna puts in his videos i think what that is that's this primal force which is always going to be there that's that nothingness you know that sort of vacuum but what it's doing is it's sort of 
pushing us towards it. It's, it's forcing its reflection to evolve into something greater than itself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's trying to fill itself and in, in doing so, creating this crack, fractal reality, um, this vortex sort of thing. That's why you always get this sort of vortexy sort of feeling when you're, you know, in one of these trips. That's why it's like, you know, it's always <laughs> you know, in and out, up and down, holy shit, you know, around and around sort of, you know, vibe that you get. That, that's what that is. But um, you got to be careful because with, with this always comes chaos, the introduction of chaos with all things. But isn't isn't chaos just looking at a great order you know, or looking at one subsection of a great order? It seems like chaos then, but maybe if you step back, like, there's actually an order to it. Oh yeah, I agree, and it, it's just the right amount of resistance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that is interesting. Like chaos, maybe chaos. Just all chaos is is having the microscope too zoomed in. Because if yeah. you, if you can zoom out enough, even chaos has order. What presumable chaos? Like, or even like, why is there? Why are there birth defects? You know what I mean. Even within nature, there's always like a certain percentage of, of um, you know, um, mutation, if you will. And again, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a molecular biologist in many way. In any way, but there there is always even a little room. A certain percentage of nature always has mutation or or defect or whatever you want to call it. It, it could only be that way to force change, to force evolution. Right. I mean, evolution, if you subscribe to Darwinism, uh, those kind of theories, evolution is as a result of mutation, um, mm-hmm. where you might have one uh, mutation that might kill, or you might go through 10 that would kill or maim. You get one that puts that creature in, or that you know, form of life in um, a higher stead than the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think it's all about is through destruction, through chaos comes evolution, comes positive change. Um, cause what else could it do? You know, um, it's just, you need to look at it from a wide scope, especially a wide scope of time. I think it was a big one. Yeah. You've got to stretch time so far, so sort of long that to actually appreciate it. Otherwise you're just sort of, you know, getting caught up in the small stuff. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's why I say when you when people get caught up on the idea that humans are terrible. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at you know, it depends what you're looking at. You know, I really, I I totally get it. You know, look at World War Two. If if all you're gonna do is look at, you know, uh, how or or environmental policy, and then you're gonna say, God, man, these these guys suck. That's- what <laughs> you, know? you need to look at, what you need to look at is in terms of a higher stretch of time, um, and maybe picture this object at the end sucking it all in, you know, pushing us, pulling us forward. Because um, if you look at how we started in Mesopotamia, ancient Mesopotamia, people are, you know, killing each other and torturing each other and fighting each other constantly. It's just this constant conflict. Right. But now we've got to a point where there's no longer, you know. Um, discri- as much compared to back then, discrimination, pillage, and murder, and that kind of thing. I mean, some might disagree, but I think we're coming. It's all slowly getting more order in in it. In it. You know, where civilization is getting more and more ordered, 
Um, mm-hmm. And we're sort of, uh, through that conflict, we're evolving. I mean, even if you look at World War Two, if we didn't have World War Two, we wouldn't be right now Skyping probably, you know? World War Two pushed electronics to the new frontier. Um, that was the catalyst for that. So if only, you know, humanity can survive the inevitable um, destruction that comes with militarization, we can perhaps, you know, grab the benefits that come from that, um, the technology that springs from that militarization, you know? Um, Unfortunately, that's one of the main drivers, but it must be a driver for a reason. Um, If you look at us, our sort of species collectively, um, it's it's culling, it's changing, it's evolving, and it's moving forward. Um, So, you know, we're sort of stepping on the heads of our ancestors a bit and then we'll have others stepping on our heads to get you know to the top of the ladder but in the end it's all us anyway i mean there can only be this one consciousness you know mm-hmm. uh, which is you know the, the current window through which consciousness is is, is you so um you're sort of looking for that and that's what life and death is as well so it's, it's just facilitates change and evolution Dude, I I love what you just said. I love what you just said right there. It's it's um the resistance is like Chase was saying earlier, like that resistance. It's it's we had to have it, you know. I really think that even the the bad part of of what humanity has been was necessary. It was necessary. Yes even just doing some wood carving before (laughs) I just thought man it's like you're getting a log and you're fucking sandpapering the shit out of this log and tearing into it to make a statue you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that I guess (laughs) it's true man it's true yeah it's uh it's crazy with this it's it's so awesome though to be able to have this information now you know and we can we can kind of collectively look at human history in such a different way because of you know, because of the modern era and with technology and we, we know so much this is the age of information. You know, imagine if you were living in China a thousand years ago, you wouldn't even understand fully this, this earth that we're on. You would have definitely no idea what, what, um, you know, what cultures were like in the lower Patagonia at the same time period, <laughs> you know, it's like, but now we have an, we have, not only do we know what's going on all over our globe right now in our current model, you know, we've also assembled all the histories of the past, you know, despite their inaccuracies in many ways. And we, if hopefully you can, hopefully if you're a smart person, you, you have that particular lens on and understanding, you know, history is written by the victors, but nonetheless, There's something that might, might be a bit trippy is um, when you consider how close of a pattern human civilizations, even if they've had no interaction with each other on opposite sides of the globe, um, have evolved and moved forward in exactly the same way. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look sort of widen your scope a bit, I mean, you're looking at pyramids being built by Aztecs on the other yeah. side of Egypt, you know? You know what, um, you know what Egypt- that is? It's Rupert Sheldrake called it morphic resonance. And, yes. you know, that's and- really what it is. That a, a rat, a, they, they, They've done studies where... They, they take rats in L.A. and they take rats in New York. And when rats in a certain part of the country learn to do something that no other rats can do, within a couple of yep. weeks, all the other rats start learning how to do it. Oh, shit. And when I look at trippy, that patterning, wow. when I look at that patterning and I widen my scope a bit, um, 
you sort of get start getting into that fractal reality again because you start to realize, oh, hang on, we've been here before. There's a pattern. It's going around and around. Um, and there you go. There's your sort of whirlpool. You start going around and around. Um, it, it's just, yeah. That is, it's very trippy. And, and it's trippy to see, like, even on a spirituality level, how similar so many of these, you know, civilizations that were spread out all throughout the globe, how similar they were, despite the fact that they really didn't have any physical contact with each other. It's crazy. Yep. They they must. I mean, it's like okay. So we must we we must operate on some universal level here, some other plane that we're connected to that we don't, on a conscious level, know, or maybe even physically feel, or maybe we do physically feel it. We just have no idea that it's there or until you take a psychedelic drug to yeah, exactly. see it. <laughs> we just need to re-tap into what they were tapping into because obviously they were on a higher level than we were. Yeah, in many ways they were. I mean, I think... You, Consciously is what I mean. Oh, I, I believe so. We, we've, we've digressed as a as a species since then, obviously. Well, but again, I, I mean, digressed, you're right. But it was, it's like McKenna calls it. It was like the gamble that the Earth took. The Earth took a, like a 50,000-year gamble and said, in order for us to become, you know, the techno, the technological you know, transcendence that was, that they wanted to, to accomplish. It said, okay, well, we're going to have to roll the dice on this and let the, let the humans fuck up, the fuck up the planet in order to get to that technological transcendence. Yes. It may, that's that's exactly may right. have been the plan. And so it just, yeah, we had to fucking get sick spiritually even because hell, the only way to... for us to rape and pillage the earth, we probably have to be sick. Especially if yeah. you're going to do it on the most optimal level, you know, like, you know, look at corporations and the corporations are really good at optimizing production. I mean, they do it so well that they end up creating Frankenfoods, you know, optimization, optimization. Well, hell, if we take these chemicals, we can actually do this and this and this. We can enrich our foods and blah, 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 blah. And but maybe to learn it goes too far. What's that? Yeah. Like maybe in order to learn the skills to transcend ourselves, we need to live, uh, attain base skills below them to support them, like that we're learning through conflict and you know pillage and that kind of thing. Yeah. And our goal is to survive that hurdle. And I think that's what we're doing. I think we're in the middle of a paradigm shift at the moment. And I think the pa the actual shift itself is uh, a time of chaos and sort of pain a, a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, but after that, it's. I think it's um, going to be a change for the better. You know, um, it's sort of uh, all about trying to find harmony with you know ourselves and the environment around us, which is I think we're heading in that direction. Um, I mean, you know, people were just strip logging uh, rainforests in what 1930, 1940, even as, like just early as the 70s. You know, um, whereas now, obviously, people have learned that we need those areas of biodiversity. So. You know, we've sort of stopped that. We've got environmental controls. So I think we're heading in that sort of right direction. Yeah. Amen. I'm, I do. I do too. And gosh, we have so like to Chase's point. It's like we have so far to go. Still, it's like it's yeah. almost embarrassing. Like our species is embarrassing. Sometimes it really is truly embarrassing that we're you know still destroying the rainforest down in South America. What? Yep. Well, we're still destroying ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're, exactly. 
So we got to get past that. <laughs> we are. We are destroying ourselves. But we're, we're... I think even if it's out of necessity, it will happen. I mean, it's it, it, even no matter how far we go, the Earth is always going to survive humans. I think it's survived worse in the past. Oh, survived yeah. an asteroid that wiped out you know, 99.9% of life on Earth. Um, it survived that. So I think it can survive what we do to it. But so, so if you look at it, you know, a grander scale, um, any loss of species now can be repaired later in a sense that, uh, but you have to look, you know, at how long that sort of period is for, for the earth to heal, but it's always going to heal. Mm -hmm. um, it's always going to, I mean, I think life fights to be, you know, um, so I, I think it's life is always going to prevail. Um, but I, I suppose life, life's, I suppose goal is to attain a higher consciousness, which is what we're trying to do now, you know, because I think we're the pinnacle of consciousness as it is on earth. So yeah, as far as we know, right? <laughs> as life, far as you know, yeah. Life will find a way as Jeff Goldblum once said. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It really does. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about this all the time. It's like, you know, with climate change and all that, it's like, it's not the, we're not worried about the planet. The planet's fine. The planet will live. We're worried about the human species. That's what's, that's who's in jeopardy. You know, the planet will be here for a very long time. You know, we probably aren't, we're probably not strong enough to turn it into like a Venus, a Venus type of planet where it's, it, you know, we'll die off long before it ever turns into a Venus and probably won't ever get there, you know, in terms of yep. the greenhouse effect, the whole deal. But, you know, well, it's it's really a, we're talking about our own species here. That's it's not the planet. But, yep. I, you know, and I, I just ref I'm not saying that it can't happen, but I just I truly don't believe that that's where we're going to go. You know, I, I believe that we have all the tools now. We have all the tools to turn this around. And I mean, you really think about it. If, if you believe in the oneness of everything, and that's a strong vibe everyone gets in a breakthrough trip. You get this, this oneness. You get the sense that you're the ultimate, you know? I mean, if that's what there is, this one ultimate consciousness expressing itself in a myriad of ways, if that, if that is perfection, then therefore are we not in this life the ultimate pinnacle of, of that, you know? Are, are we not sort of that sort of ever evolve that sort of consciousness is the, the, the pinnacle that and all we're trying to do is i suppose break through to the point where we're even a higher level still i mean i, I don't know that's sort of vibe i get so that, that sort of gives you a little bit of faith that maybe especially looking at history that we, we could be heading in the right direction um as long as we don't you know break ourselves beforehand <laughs> well there's always a movement to things and that's part of that letting yep. go most humans are so afraid of change. Everyone is. It's so crazy. We're just so resistant to it. And yet, if you look at the universe, it's constant movement. There's no yeah. such thing as being still. There's no such thing as as no change. Everything is constantly evolving, changing, 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 changing. And it's like, you know, oh, well, I'll tell you what, man. It was, it was you know, it's not like it used to be. Well, yeah, of course it's not like it used to be. It's not supposed to be what like it used to be. It's always constantly moving. And, but there's all, there is something in the DNA, going back to that DNA. There's something in the DNA that is trying to, you know, take it further, take it, optimize it, find the deeper levels in it, find the, you know, it's that constant, um, 
it's that constant novelty that McKenna talks so much about. You know, never-ending awesome. novelty. Every time you open a door, there's a hundred more doors. You go in one door, there's another hundred doors. You know, it's this freaking Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> you know, forever, the forever opening flower. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you must watch those YouTube videos and when you're doing acid. I've, huh? I've been. I've got it all from <laughs> Transcendental Object Man. I've. Yeah, I love that. That was a, it's a really a recommended, you know, three hours. Man, shit, I've just got to real. I've just realized I've got to go back to cutting. I've unfortunately got to cut this a bit short. No, go for it, dude. Um, we're we're running out of wood. tape, I've but some, it's okay, man. I've, but thank I've you. Some, uh, yeah, yeah, man. It's been just unreal. Like I think we've been chatting for about two hours. It's felt like you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. much shorter than that. Well, wow. and I feel like we've only just scratched the surface, you know. Only the surface. We only dived into a couple things, you know. But, Andrew, it's been a fucking pleasure, my friend. <laughs> Dude, I got you, eh? Thanks for, um, you know, letting me in your brain. Yes. Hey, same, right back at you, homie. You two need to smoke a cigarette after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, man. We we dived into some very deep stuff, you know. Um. Uh, and uh, it's a pleasure, man. And we're going to have you on again for sure because that was cheers, awesome. Guys. Man, cheers. Thanks again. I look forward to it. All right, my our uh, Australian brother. Enjoy chopping that wood. Dude, cheers. Cheers, okay. uh, everyone who listened for fuck two hours. <laughs> right. Um, I look forward to hearing back on this, man, hitting the you know replay button. So Yeah, think, you will. Yeah. Hopefully. All right, dudes. Okay, brother. Have a All good right. one. Peace out, everyone. Ah.